Thank you for joining us. This is episode 13 of George and Charlie Off the Bridle in partnership with Fitstairs. For our regular listeners, welcome back. And for those new to us, we're a racing podcast based here in Newmarket, the historic home of the sport. Episode 13 includes special guest Robert Cowell, plus all the latest news from the stables of George Scott and Charlie Fellows. We'll also find time to chat about a bunch of other stuff that's piqued our interest of late. So we're in the King's Head, Dullingham, a steady canter away from racecourse side in Newmarket. I'm Tony Rushmer, and alongside me, primed and ready, are George and Charlie. Hi, guys. Hello. All well, Chaz? Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. I'm I'm concerned about this episode because you've come in here with rather an annoying grin on your face. I just feel Feel we've got the great man on the back foot at the moment. He looks under pressure. Cause trouble today. He looks under pressure. He looks under pressure. (laughs) He's off to Ascot. He's got a host of big runners running half the yard running half the yard today yeah. and tomorrow yeah. he's turned up over his, I said, I said um, surely you're going to change he's got black jeans on Asker he's going to Asker in black jeans they're suit trousers George. He's, they're not suit trousers they're, they're suit black trousers. jeans he's got a sort of a creamy a creamy jumper and present present from one of my owners will he wear it is that, being, is that just for the car or will that be worn Today. Will this be worn? You're wearing it at the races. Okay. Joking? So then he's got a it's blue. A he's got a blue shirt with a white collar, which you <laughs> literally only ever, ever, ever wear with a suit. It's my big day. I and mean, that's big, a Royal Ascot shirt. It's my big day shirt. Is yeah. that the one? Um, the shirt that you wore at Royal Ascot? I can't remember. I can't remember. You don't want to give that back then. It's my well. big day shirt. Anyway, so I just—he's you know, I, I, a bit quiet. He came in a bit sheepish, <laughs> and he's just a bit dull of the eye, and. Unlike the rest of the season, he has, he's not flying. The horses are running okay. Actually, they're running very well. Hold on. They're running well. You're 80% strike rate. Um, not strike rate, run, uh, running to form, which is fair enough. But I feel the, I feel the great man's under pressure. He's I'm enjoying on it. on hitting the post as well, which is re- I should have had two winners last week, which really, really should have won. Oh, yeah, the horse, uh, the Chelsea Thoroughbred horse. Oh, so unlucky. What did, that, what did the handicapper put him up for that? So he'd been raised in three. Time. Yeah, it's for, so frustrating. Three. And then um, Made for Life ran a, ran a lovely race at Chelmsford um, and got done on a head bob before the line were in front, after the line were oh. in front, on the line. <laughs> I really feel for you. If I had a violin, I would just strum it along. And it's just, he's wearing it. He's wearing it. And he's off to Ascot. And he's got four runners today. By the time this gets aired, we'll, um, we'll be able to check the results and see how he's got on. But they've, it's a it's a big t- big couple of days for you, isn't it? And who's the horse you're most looking forward to over the next couple of days, mate? Um, well, Prince of Arran in the September stakes. Uh, he loves Kempton. Loves Kempton. Got a very good record there. And if he is back to the form he was in at the end of last year and there were just signs in the e-ball that he's coming back to that form, mile and a half is no problem. He's quick enough for a mile and a half. And if he, I felt like the best I've ever had him was in Hong Kong. I think that was the best he's ever been, the best he was ever working. And if he's back to that form, which I think he's getting there, he'll go very close. He's got a lovely draw in still three. And it's sad. Sadly, the podcast is not going to be out. But I just, I adore and always have adored Chief of Chiefs. He is an old monkey. Uh, but I've just got a sneaking suspicion he might love 
uh, Asker. So we'll see. We'll see about him. Uh, he's been in the. Where's he been for his? He's, he's had, had a holiday. nice holiday. Did you keep? Oh him? yeah, that was. All. <laughs> yeah, of course, because that was when we had a bet who would finish in front of each other in the Spring Cup, and I finished 18th, and you finished about 16th. It wasn't, wasn't one of our finest. That with another bat. Yeah. And another bat subsequently got moved to Richard Hughes. Yeah, I know. He's finished last on all four of his starts pretty much since yeah. he left me. Yeah. Um, which is sad. Yeah. Um, but that's the way these things go. Anyway, so you're bringing Chief of Chiefs back. Yeah. And um, I'll be hoping another bat. Uh, is in my stable again one day by hook or by crook Um, I I had a nice winner at Sandown and it's a horse that we've talked about quite a lot a horse called Lyndon B Mm. and actually I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about it do you want some advice on how to train winners in Dubai no no because I've already I've I've won from one in Dubai I heard your post-race comments that you were thinking of Dubai do you want some travel advice no because I'm one from one in Dubai and I've had a winner in Turkey and Qatar so I think I can travel (laughs) (laughs) anyway moving on it does actually. I'm quite on it. This is a more serious topic. Lyndon B will 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 probably be sold now. Um, really? I, yeah, I, yeah. Because and 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 it just leads us on to this. Kong Hong. Well, he's probably possibly, but he's maybe a touch small for Hong Kong. But I would think he could end up in America or maybe right. Dubai. Mm-hmm. I'd love him to stay. I'd love someone to buy him for me. What's he rated? Ninety-seven. Oh. Time form one oh seven. I'd love, I've been trying to get someone to buy him for me to stay in the yard, run in the Balmoral handicap. I've got no money left. I can't buy him for you. It can't be, it can't be, um, can't be me, I'm afraid. No, well, I wasn't expecting that. Well, I was going to try and syndicate him in the pod- off the podcast. <laughs> um, but um, I'd love it. He'd be a hunt cup horse for next year and he would win prize money in Dubai. But anyway, so it just leads us on to where we are in this industry and we're almost a sort of a feeder to the rest of the world in the sense that, you know, the Gredleys, who I, I bought this horse for them, he's going to be a genuine sort of cup horse for them. Is he not a homebred? No, no. Really? I bought him in Ireland. W- at Goffs? Yeah. How much? 60. Did you? Euros. Yeah. What's so I can buy? also buy a good horse. What's he buy? Uh, Charm Spirit. Really? Mm. God, that was a very good buy. And he's that? off your mates, Yeomanstown. You he's bought him off Yeomanstown. Yeah. I think I liked him. I think I remember him. I think I remember saying to you afterwards, I thought that was a lovely horse. Possibly. You might have said that to me about the Kodiak, which we gave away on race as well. <laughs> <laughs> I bought two horses, this one and the Kodiak. Because <laughs> um, uh, actually, I remember Tom Charlton running round after I bought that Kodiak and saying, oh, I love that horse. Would you, would you be prepared to, to, to sell him quickly after the sale? But anyway, um, no, but it's just... And, and I think it's the right decision to sell the horse. You know, yeah. I really do. I mean, I'd hope they'll get very well paid, you know, but owner breeders, you know, they don't necessarily want a horse like this. They're looking for fillies. But it's sad that we can't keep hold of these types of horses. Yeah. And that we, as trainers, as young trainers, especially trainers that are trying to get established, are, are, are having to sell, sell them. As you say, it's part of, that's part and parcel of training in England now in those days. You know, it's... it's the prize money is so poor that how on earth are you going to turn around to an owner and say, God, I think you should turn around down that offer. You can easily make it up in prize money or anything. You know. No, exactly. I mean, how hard is it, is it to win 200 grand here? I mean, it's almost impossible. Whereas in, in America, Hong Kong, Australia, you know, you can feasibly as a bloodstock agent put this horse up, Lyndon B, makes 200, 250 grand. And you could say you can win this back in a run or two runs time, you know. so I mean, the, on the other side, I suppose you can... you can look at it as a positive and it is a good way of attracting new people to the sport because it actually is not a ridiculous thing to suggest that look 
the market is so strong for buying horses, you know, good horses in, in England to go abroad, you know, you can actually look at it as, a, as an investment. And there are people now putting together syndicates who are trying to invest. Sure. This is probably a very good time to bring in our special guest today, who I'm sure will have an opinion on buying and selling uh, of racehorses. Um, we're delighted to be joined in the King's Head Dullingham by Robert Cowell. Robert, thanks for coming along. No problem, guys. It's nice he, to join the, the, the young up-and-coming here. The Sprint King, what, they call him. The Sprint King. The sprint the King. Spring, I'm probably the Sprint, sprint Queen, really. <laughs> I think I've fallen off my perch there, but... Uh, it's all about horses, isn't it? You've got to have the good horse. You get a good horse, you get uh, you you uh, make a name of yourself. You've got to have the good ones. We're deep immersed in a conversation yeah. about getting a horse. You get him to a point where he's ninety something, a bit of a twilight horse. In case where do you place him over here? And how we've almost become a feeder service for Hong Kong, America, Dubai, etc. And is that something that you've experienced, or what do you do when you get those horses and they're in that sort of ninety zone? Well, it's interesting, really. I mean, I I think if they're if they're worth their rating, it's great to keep them here in England. But if they are simply going to be running for another year without picking up any prize money at all, then their rating is worth 100,000 quid or whatever to go abroad to your Dubai's because they just look at the rating. Whatever they're qualified for, they are worth X amount of money. But you've got a 90 horse here that's improving and it's got a great pedigree and uh, uh, things are looking on the up, then, you know, You've got to keep them in England. I mean, there's some great racing, great Saturday racing. Um, the prize money for the, most of these Saturday races are decent. Um, but if you think, I guess it depends on who owns the horse as well. If that, I think I just came in there, you were talking about, are people being commercial about this or are they... Take profit. Are they, well, yeah, yeah I, I, half my owners would take profit, half wouldn't. So 50-50. Dependent um, on, depending on, on the client. I mean, I've always been a, a bit of a... Uh, I've been bitten a few times, and my my new theory is sell and regret rather than keep and regret, um, and that's the way I kind of work on things. Well, this horse is owned by poor, poor George's father-in-law. Poor George. Oh, yeah, we, we, oh, which one are we talking for, about? We were talking about horse from Lyndon for a good horse. Uh, his, uh, <laughs> and his, his father-in-law se selling the first one that comes along. Well done. Well done. No, we're talking about a three-year-old called Lyndon B. He's uh, run a handful of times. He won at Sandown the other day. It's yeah. a very, very nice progressive horse, like rated 97, three-year-old, only run five or six times. Yeah. And, you know, he's the type of horse that you'd love to have in the yard. You could work back from a hunt cup or, or something along those lines. But what I, was, what I was saying just there before you came in is that, you know, I, I advise them to sell the horse. You know, he's, he's, if they get 200, between two and, two and 300 grand for him, you know, he's not a filly, he's not a colt. He's not a horse that they're going to try and stand one day or even anywhere at that level. So, But it is just a shame that we find ourselves in this position quite regularly, having to move on, on these good horses. Yeah, but, you know, if your father-in-law was to sell that for two or three hundred, he'll buy a couple, won't he? Two yeah. or three, and, you know, and you might get another one like that that you might actually want to keep or can be a stallion prospect or a, a decent broodmare prospect, whatever he wants. How much commission do you charge him? Will you charge him 5%? <laughs> no, 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 no commission, we're all family. <laughs> Robert, you are the first. Uh, you are the first trainer we've had join us on right. the podcast. We've okay. had jockeys, broadcasters. Right. David Simcock keeps on turning us down. So Do you know what Cocky told me the day when I asked him? He, said he was too shy. Cocky yeah. said, "I'm I'm shy." Tony. I tell you what, though, if you get him on his own, he can't. You can't get a word in edgeways with no. him. 
Exactly. And you can't, and knows, you can't argue knows, with it. He knows more about other people's horses, horses. Yeah, and does, other people's yeah. lives than he does about his own horses and his own life. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yeah. Exactly. Rather, I've given fellows, we were just chatting earlier about um, fellows is off to Ascot for four runners at Ascot. Don't ask him. He doesn't He's, go racing. Yeah. So. Ascot, you're going there. That, how long does that take? <laughs> Are you going to go You're going to go in the helicopter though, aren't you? Yeah, you probably will. Are you all getting flying lessons, aren't well, you? I am, I am. I'm actually going to go flying in a little while. Actually. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, oh uh, is that what you're meeting? in Cambridge is. No, 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 I'm not, no, no well, kind of, yes. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm having to plan my flight, so yeah, I, yeah. I have a little flight later, but... Um, but would you turn up to Ascot in jeans? He's wearing jeans. Those are not jeans. They how are they not they jeans? Look they, like look like jeans. they look like jeans. jeans. They, how they are oh, no, 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 they're very smart, though. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. very smart <laughs> jeans. Well, do you know what? He'll get away with it, won't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the, the Honourable, come in, sir. Long. Come in. <laughs> Whatever you're wearing, come in. You'll I'm walk in there. Coat. You won't even know. I've got four runners. Oh, no, I'll ask it winning trainer. Tail between my legs. <laughs> yes. I hope you bang right. your head on the metal gates. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's really punchy today. I can't quite. He's on the back. Foot. He's really on the front foot. It's normally the other way around right. in here. Okay. What you've been training now for? How many years? Oh, wow. Twenty odd. Twenty odd. I think about twenty actually. So between them, George and Charlie have been training maybe nine years? Uh, so five, four. Five, four. Yeah, nine years. Yeah. Starting, out, years. starting out in training, how hard is it and what advice would you offer? Well, actually, it was, it, it was different when, when I was younger. To, I trained in America for four or five years uh, before that. So when I came over, actually, my license came through the letterbox, basically, because they didn't, I didn't have to go through the procedures that everybody else does these days. But I think it's... I think it's important people know about business techniques. Um, you know your ratio with staff, how you that, how you pay your staff. You've got to understand about taxes, VAT, etc., etc., etc. And I think that's very important to do that. Um, the actual training of horses, everyone's got their different ideas and different we means and ways or whatever. And in that respect, anyone can do it. To be quite honest with you, but as long as you've got facilities. Um, but I think now, I think the, the checks and whatnot, that the rigmarole that the lads have to go through now to get a licence is probably a little bit... Um, it's more stringent, it's, it's, isn't it? Well, it's a little bit more, but, more you know stringent. What? It is more stringent, but I think it's necessary. Um, and, you know, in our day, we had to have X amount of horses and X amount of stables. And now you can set up with probably one or two horses, can't you? Yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's clever. You know, signing up with one or two horses. Uh. I, I wanted to ask you. I went. I was just having a little look on the racing post, having a look back through your 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 big race wins and your statistics and everything. And did it take you long? Yeah, no. It's a fairly impressive. It's a half pint of beer drink that no, that was, wasn't it? It's a fairly impressive CV. But what I, I was interested in, on, we're on all on the same journey, and there was obviously a moment for you or a period of time when you went from just training a few winners to training quality horses and plenty of winners and training some good two-year-olds. Do you think you, you were learning on the job or do you feel like you got the better um, um, owners all of a sudden? I that was a returning point. I tell you what, yeah, I remember that the exact turning point with, with being, having every year 12, 15, 16 winners and it was getting to the point where I my wife said to me, right, how many horses next year? And I'd just automatically go 25 to 30 and she'd go, you've been saying that for the last you know, six, seven years. Are you going to do something about it to try and get 35, maybe 36, 37? And I was like, no. And she goes, well, I'll tell you what you're doing. You've got yourself in cruise control and you're not doing anything about it. 
So within about five minutes, we had this business plan to ring lots of people and to try and get a better quality horse to come in the yard. So I went to America, bought some yearlings, I got a group of people to buy a couple of nice horses, which the first one was Binyu, which yeah. unfortunately was, uh, he, he got injured after. We bought him in. He was in your, front. he was a group one. Yeah, he was a, a listed winner. He was your first stakes winner. He was winner. the first stakes winner. Yeah, yeah. And Fantastic. I, that is how, it was basically a wake up call from the wife saying, get on with it, mate, or you're, you're, you know, you're Enough doing boating. Yeah. yeah you're, 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 where did you like going? How many years was this in? How many This years? was probably sev- six years in. Jesus, God, my wife keep giving me a wake-up call after <laughs> six months. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And she's got seven years. My wife, doesn't even, know my wife doesn't even know I'm a racehorse trainer. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you go on spec or were you buying for no, clients? I, I, do you know what? I've never done, I've never done on spec. I, every horse I've bought, I've always bought with a client. Um, in mind or knowing that they are going to buy it. I, I f- I've always feel, and I know a lot of people do do it, uh, but I find, I, find it, I find it myself being quite uneasy about that. I can't and sleep at night. It's the one thing. Do you buy lots, do you? I, I buy mistake. a few, but I've always said to anyone, sort of friends setting up, or I can, if I'm not having winners, I go to sleep. I don't care. If I've got 100 grand's worth of horses over my head, I can't sleep. No, it just poof, churns, yeah, churns, yeah, it churns, churns, yeah, churns. So. It does. So I, I, I understand that, and it's, that's difficult. So, yeah, I've always, I've always had someone in mind or told them, I'm going to go and buy your horse, what is the budget or whatever, yeah. how much, or you can be on the phone, whatever you want to do. But, um, yeah, that's how pretty much... I got going. Charlie, where do you sit on the uh, on the spec and? Oh, God, I can't stand it. I hate it. You always well, say I, I'm going to the sale, and then you get there. And I remember, like, you oh, say, I'm going to spec a couple. And went to Don- you, like, I'm not Went to Donny the other day. It. Went to Donny the other day. You know, I'll buy one or two. And I left after what half the day. I left after Tuesday. Went home and watched the football. Um, Did you buy anything? No. No, it was a. It was ridiculously expensive because yeah. everyone to goes to Donny with all of their with their pockets full and yeah. There's a lot of very holding. there was a lot of very small horses at Donny. It's not I thought. And my owners they said to me, you know what? I went to Donny as well, and I don't know if I saw you there. I did see. We had a chat, didn't we? About um, what he's wearing. Something. What you were wearing. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like it wasn't that great, was it? No, never. Um, but it, but you, my owners say, well, why are you buying this early? You know, I'm going to have to keep this horse for eight months before I even yeah. before you even tell me it's got, you know, one cc of engine or whatever. You yeah. know, I, it's pointless. So, you know, later on in the year, really for us. Yeah, I agree. Are you are you going to America? Yeah, I'm going to go to America though. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. What fun! I'd like to go to. I've never been. I've never been. I'd love to go at some stage. If you see a nice noble mission on a serious note, we'll talk about this off camera. Let will yeah. you let me know because I've got someone that wants desperate to buy a noble mission, and I can't go to America because I just just doesn't make sense economically for me this year. I haven't got anyone to buy horses for, but I, I do love that sale. I love being at it. Oh, that's great. It's fantastic. So uh, and sociable and you feel like you can get something done, don't you? There's but all, but also the on. sale starts at a certain time and finishes at a certain time. Tax goes on. And I keep telling them, please bring it, just finish at six o'clock so we can all go home and have a, a bath and a shower and speak to our owners and blah, blah, blah about sure. the next day. It just drags on and on and on and I think I've seen you up at the sales and we were like, we tear our hair out, don't yeah. we? We just stand up there. What are you doing? Not a lot, really. <laughs> there, there is nothing, there is nothing more miserable yeah. than being at a sale without an order. 
Nothing, nothing by days or it is window the worst shopping. thing in, in the, the world. world. Yeah. yeah, and everyone comes up to you like, "Have you bought but, anything? How are you getting on?" And you're like, "No, no, 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 I'm bought anything." Yeah. I always go up to you. Yeah. I always say to you, "Have you bought anything?" I'm just like, "Please don't say you bought anything." Like, oh yeah, I just bought a two, uh, Dark Angel for 250 grand. I'm like, "No." <laughs> No, it's true. So you've got orders for America then next week. Well, yeah, America would be busy. But I, I buy five or six every year out there. You've so done really well from Yeah, there. American horses have been lucky for me. But I go with the back books. So I go in books that, I promise you, there's just the clientele drop off big, big style after book two. Yeah, yeah. And as I'm flying over, they're all flying back, basically. <laughs> so I've got, I, my, my competition are a few of the, the sort of uh, breeze up boys and just lots of cowboys spitting all over the place. Um, with do you very use tight jeans. <laughs> do, you, do you use an agent? No, I just, you just do, it do it all yourself. Yeah, do it all myself. Where, where do you where do you stay out there and stuff? Near. Stay with some friends. Do you know Phil and Vicky Oliver? Phil Don't Oliver? think so. No, no. they they've got a, a place two minutes from the souring, so uh, which is really nice. You go for to down to t- the, the Malone's for lunch and things, and we just we we do a few things like that. It's great fun. Yeah, it's great great place. Yeah, it's Love a great it. place. I mean, you obviously go to bed early because it's. Yeah. You, I mean, you've got a, the, some of the barns. We think Tassels is some of what, some of those barns, aren't they? They're like a kilometre in the distance. Yeah. So you've got to get up yeah, there. There's, yeah, there's but a, some of them do give you pizza and lemonade and, and sweet. burritos. Burritos. And <laughs> <laughs> That's what the English consignors don't do. You know, in America, every single consignment has a, like a food store yeah. and like lemonade and everything. Really? Yeah. 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 You're meant to come back light from the cells. Oh, it sounds end like up putting on a, yeah, yeah, putting on a stone. You should get up there. With the, I know, I will at some stage. Through the sales season, boys, how easy is it to sit and suffer, be patient? Well, you see, as you say, someone else doing some business, someone else getting the Dark Angel, he's landed on the Kodiak. How easy is it to just bide your time? And you sound like you're quite relaxed, Charlie. Would that be a fair comment? And we'll wait till tat. Uh, no, I just hate the thought of being... I like the idea that I'm getting a good deal. I hate the idea that I'm paying for more than I should be paying for it. And I'm at Donny, the, the, the horses always cost more than they should do. Uh, always. I know, but you've got and to have horses. You of know? course you, know, you do. You've but still got to have them. Yeah, yeah. but we've got, I've got a long time left. I'll go out to Fairy House where I think you, if you work hard enough, you can get a deal. And Goffs. And there's loads of sales. And, yes. like, there's I mean, loads of sales. And then you've got the breeze out. But I just, I just, I hate. You feel like you want a deal. The, like, I mean... The best example is is the uh, is that um, horse of uh, Luke Barry. It's a Manister horse. Um, yeah, the big horse. What um, was he by? Um, Maxios. Maxios, most gorgeous horse. He was a really, really, really good looking horse, and I vetted him. I loved him. He was my type of horse, and it was a seventeen k foal, so seventeen grand foal that had been bought for. So you think, right? If I go in there with forty to fifty, you'll have it, no problem. This thing makes 170 grand, and it's a Maxios out of a mare that has done, not done very much. And you're just you're up. Nothing again. wrong with Maxios, Charlie. No Maxios, but but what's he done? What's he produced? No, a German Oaks one winner, one, and that's yeah. about it. No, 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 definitely. And but I hadn't seen him. He'd been left off my list. I, when I saw him in the paddock, I was like, it was a knockout of a horse. Oh, he was like, a gorgeous he was horse. He was a make gorgeous horse. Money. But, but 100 um, Shadwell. Shadwell, Shadwell did. Shadwell, yeah. But you've got to take on Shadwell, Richard Hannon, and. And Fahi, and they they dominate that sale really, and it's just it's not it's impossible. Yeah, and they don't miss. You don't miss. Good horses, nice looking horses, don't slip through so, the net. So this this is why I do the states because 
the Americans look for big, long, leggy horses that that all sixteen hands as yearlings that they want them to go two turns as in a mile, mile and a quarter. I'm looking for a sharp little two year old that, that you know most of the cowboys are you know their legs would touch the ground if they sat on them. Yeah. Um, so I've got I've got quite a big pool of horses to look to at my disposal not at my disposal but that I can fit probably fits my bill. Yeah. Um, and there's probably 25 people that are going to be bidding against me at the very most. And I've got probably 4,000 horses to look at, you know, that might pass through the ring. In Tats or Donny, whatever, you've got 400 horses and 1,500 people looking at them, maybe 2,000 people looking at them that have got exactly this... They all want those horses. You're telling so, us your secret here. Next well, I mean, year, that's be, what I'm saying. That's why I think Charlie should there. go. These boys should yeah, go out I, there because I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great sale. You, I don't believe all of this rubbish about horses. They go on dirt and grass and whatever. I think a lot of them, as Gosling's got loads and loads of these American-style horse, American-bred horses, they all go on both. Um, they might have slightly different cuppier action than you have to choose your ground, whatever. But... Um, I think the lads, you'd enjoy it, and I think you'd probably find yourself a horse that you adore for half the price. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. Maybe Good we advice. should go. We can split Good a hotel advice. room. Yeah. You'd like that, you two. The only... The only <laughs> God, they wouldn't see, see them in the morning. <laughs> yeah, be lying in. <laughs> if, if that's a good piece of advice on the sales season, yeah. where, do you, where do you sit on the, the, the patience debate when it comes to your horses and, and how much time you give them to, to Well, your horse tells way? you, doesn't it? The horse will, the horse will tell you how Well, I've got two trainers got here who've got slightly different approaches. I mean, Charlie, how many two-year-olds have you run so far? Um... I don't know, actually. Good question. Nine? Yeah, but no, I know where this is leading. Yeah, but we do, but it's more, not necessarily approaches, it's the type of horse that we train. I have, yeah. at the moment, have a few, I have a, a, the majority of mine are uh, more sort of two-year-old type sprinting Coaches. type horses, whereas Charlie's got some better bred, leggier, yeah. more backward types. I, my sort of mentality is not necessarily to kind of get on with them it's just that type of horse and and that and actually this leads Same, us on to what robert, robert was saying. saying yeah and and robert you just obviously are renowned for the sprinters and is that was that a conscious decision is that your facilities is that the horse you buy or how? i think i think we just did well with some sprinters early on and then i just was sent some but that's the sort of horse i buy i can't see i mean i've been to the sales with loads of guys that buy store horses and jumping horses and I see what cocky buys I see what all these trainers buy I can't generally see how that horse that looks so narrow and lean and whatever will turn it's out me. to it's be me. such a nice horse it's me whereas I can see what a sprintier looking yeah. sort should look like mm. so for me but commercially it it's great you're talking about selling horses earlier on but you know we we try and be as commercial as possible we've sold three two-year-olds already this year um, off really? to Hong Kong. And, Have you? Yeah. So, you know, that's that's where the market lies for my owners, and they enjoy it. I'd never say it to his face, but I've always said that if I could go and assist someone for a season, I'd probably pick him. Anyone in the country. Who are you pointing at? I'm pointing at you. Oh, I, I thought he was looking at me then. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, you. Share a room with you. I'd love to. I can't. I'd, I'd I like to come and train you. a sprinter to save my life at the moment. I don't know why. What are the I'd fundamentals? The like the three basic rules of. I know. He it's, keeps and them it's so fresh. Sick. They t- they get turned out all the time. Yep. 
they're fresh and happy, yeah. and you barely ride them, don't you? Well, we know we do ride them. I know but your we assistant don't... quite well, who yeah. is not very well. How is he? No, he's fine. He's he's on a bit of medication, but he's going to be fine. Who, really? Ed? Ed Bethel, yeah, yeah he's really? not been very well. Shout out he's not to Ed Bethel. Well, but, yeah, good shout out to him. I he's... rang him yesterday, I didn't know. I was just blabbering on, <laughs> put the phone down. He's in hospital. I'm getting no wonder he didn't pick up. He's out. He is out. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, they don't get ridden very much, do they? You just... Well, it all started actually when Prohibit, we bought Prohibit um, from the Gosden Yard and uh, paid 65 grand for him. And my vet said, he's got knee issues. He's going to fail everybody else's vet, but he's got knee issues. But because you don't ride them very often, he'll suit you. So we used to, you know, put him in the paddock for a few days, run around the paddock and keep himself ticking over a few days on the walker, a couple of hat canters, and then we'd give him a piece of work. So he might have worked once every nine days, 10 days. But then I remember when he won a group three in France and went to the King's stands, his knees were flaring up. So we galloped him once in six weeks and he didn't get ridden for about eight days, nine days before the King's stand. And we gave him a little hat canter the day before he was sound and we thought we'll run him. And so he had, so in, in six weeks, one gallop. That's nuts. And no, but, but you know, horses don't lose fitness. They don't lose fitness overnight. Yeah. And where I'm, are your facilities, Rob? Because you're just, to, for those that don't know, you're based just outside Newmarket. Yeah, yeah, we're just in Six Mile Bottom, just uh, five minutes from here. And, um, and your, your gallops, do you ever use the yeah. race course side or do you just mainly work on site? On site. We have a seven furl on polytrack and um, it's, 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 it's not basic, but it's a, it's a, it's a lovely yard and it's built on, a, on our stud. So it's uh, all private and our own. Um, but it, yeah, it's great. It's it just suits what we do. And I don't think that I don't. I can't remember the last horse I've had running over a mile or a mile and a quarter or whatever. Actually, we did have. What's the the race at York? The mile and a quarter race at York. Um, John is it the John Smiths? John Smith. Is it John Smiths? I had a horse running in that one day. I hadn't had a horse that had run over seven furlongs in four years, and so I told the owner. I said, "This horse is." <laughs> rated it got sent to me it's rated about 96 it'll get in the race i said we'll let it go to the front um, as if it's going to lead everybody and if it gets tired by the you know halfway so be it you know you've had a good day out it got beaten a short head no <laughs> it was four lengths clear with a furlong to go roger varian came and beat us but that's the that's the last one of the that's last funny. ones we've had a running over that trip could you train them though do you do you think if you had I different could, facilities I just don't get sent. oh yeah but yeah. just don't get sent them and would you like to would you like um, a different If you said, what, what's, do you want to win the Derby or another King Stand? I'll be honest, I'd say another King Stand. I, it really tickles me, that race. I just love it. Mm. Any of those sprints. I, can I think, we go into business? I'll train the stairs, you can train the sprinters. <laughs> and we'll be yeah. like Cowell and Fellows, you know, like they are having Australia. And fellows. Yeah. Or I don't know why they don't do more of that, to I be honest. Because you get a prize money. You can't... You know, I think they fitting. are. They're going to introduce a, a, a split licence. Do you think it would work? Like, in oh, well, Australia, when you win so much prize money, it's... You know, you can. Sp well, no, no, but that's for the individual people to work out financially. I think it would yeah. work from a business point of view. I think so. Yeah, I think it sure. makes a lot of sense. Um, it's certainly good for this, the old like father-son thing, isn't it? Um, whether that's why it, a main. I mean, you can have two it. different bases. I mean, honestly, you could if you wanted to. I know it wouldn't work, but you could have a a base in Newmarket and a base out with us. Yeah. And you can. You well, can that's split. what they do in Australia. Yeah. They have a base on the track and then they have yeah. like a spelling place yeah. Yeah. out in the, in the you, bush. You know somewhere. how horses move around and sometimes they find a bit of form just by moving a stable, yeah. Yeah. moving Absolutely. a yard. Do you know what? Just to say, right, I tell you what, this isn't working, Charlie, with this one. You take it for three weeks, run it from your base and see how you get on. 
I th- and it, it can be as simple as that, just yeah. a change of routine. I think anything to help aid and promote being a racehorse trainer, that's got to be a good thing, you know, because yeah. it's, not, it's not particularly easy. It's not easy now. That's great. Moment. Then you can fly me around in your plane. Let's do it. Well, yeah. Will you buy me some jeans and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> buy Royal Alley. It's the shirt. I, you know yeah. those shirt with the collar? Like Those are like the smart suit shirts. How long have you been just... wearing that shirt? It's quite dirty on the inside. It's not dirty. I've never inside. seen anyone it's wear a, a shirt like that with the a jumper. Inside anyway, Robert. Can you Why see are you it? wearing... Why did you... Well, st- you- off both of you. <laughs> you got. You went Why up. Why you got a tank top on anyway? It's yeah. Tank top weather. What was the like decision though? When you thought I won't wear a suit today? I've only got four runners at Ascot. Because I'm wearing it's cold in the world. I won't wear a I'm suit. wearing a long coat, and um, so I'm saving, I'm saving my suit until tomorrow when I'm going to win a Group Three at Kempton. So, Ooh. you know. Well, well you heard That's it right. here. Well, we heard it here. <laughs> Raucous. Where where are you with your your latest sprint star, Robert? Where uh, won the hopeful stakes? Was it the other day? Yeah, at, beat at, beat George's wife. Yes, pretty yeah. Pollyanna. Beat pretty yeah. Pollyanna. I don't think I don't I I think he's a good horse, Raucous. But I know it was disappointing for your team that they didn't win. Um, but maybe a step up to seven might work for her. I don't know. I don't think she was on her A game that day. No, oh, she lost a shoe anyway, didn't she? Yeah, but I don't think that's, I don't think anyone's making excuses. It was, excuses. Raw, it was it's, from Haggis. Yeah, oh, you've, great you, you, to take you, one off. It's quite and, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you've started. <laughs> to, I'm going to text him as soon as we've finished it. Just say we've mentioned it once or twice. He's taken a bit of time to fit the program there, hasn't he, Raucus? You've he had has. him for a while and he's really starting to hit straps now. Yeah. And, and you find that, you find that, that horses, I think we're quite quick sometimes to, to pigeonhole horses and if they haven't, if they haven't fitted straight into the program, but yeah. and it, we can be impatient. But that's something certainly that you're, you're obviously not. Well, yeah, some hit, horses hit the ground running when they move to a different yard or have a different routine, but others take a bit of time to bed in. This horse has taken a bit, a bit of time to bed in, but to be honest with you, when you've got a horse rated 96, 98, 99, when you're running in those massive handicaps every single race, you're not going to win all the time. No. The only way you're going to win all the time is if you've, you've, funny, you've stumbled yourself across a Group 1 horse or something. But they don't win. Prohibit didn't win. Goldream didn't win. You know, all these horses, the good ones that I've had, have taken time to get going. Sure. Um, and but age and nice. strength as well. The yeah, same. exactly. Yeah, that's why I think Pollyanna there. She's a three-year-old filly. She's not very big. She was against all those boys. She just got absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she's just intimidating. She, and it's he's he's twice the size of her. Exactly. Twice the size. Twice the weight. Mm. I thought she would get beat that day. Right. I wasn't worried. I was just just for that reason alone. It's it, it, it. And also, do you do you agree with sprinting as well? Like in terms of if a horse is in a sprinter's in form, they can often hold their form at a, 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 a much higher level. Do you know what I mean? If you feel like you've got one, you're not afraid to chuck him in and at the deep end because they can pop up, can't they, sprinters? Absolutely. And I think with sprinters, a lot can go wrong. Mm. And it's so important. The start is the biggest thing. I always, my, always grill my jockeys about the start. It's important to get a good start in a sprint. Wherever you want to be in the race, you've got to get jump the blocks running. So um, with these sprinters, you can run them back. You know, things can go wrong and you might finish fifth or sixth one day and all be a bit disappointed. But actually running back 10 days, 12 days later or whatever, you probably get a better start, get a better position and away you go. Um, You know, you get, you you can improve a sprinter more so than you probably can a mile and a half horse. Mile and a half horses get found out quite quickly, don't they? Mm -hmm, Um, If they've not got a turn of foot. 
but in sprint races you can just by being a bit tactically more aware you can win more races I think so do you like Rorkers for more progression will you be looking at, at yeah he's gonna company well he's gonna go to he might run in the air gold cup um but he's gonna carry a lot of weight that will obviously take some off with Kieran Fallon who's ridden him very well this year um or we may just go to Ascot for the Ben Goff is it is it yeah yeah the yeah. Ben Goff the six furlong race and he loves Ascot I wouldn't be surprised if he could win a group a group race this year before he signs off you mentioned young Kieran he's gained quite a lot of headlines this year how, how talented uh, a young jockey is he one of the best of the emerging young riders I, I think so I mean I've used him a fair bit this year he's a, a nice chap talks well his father obviously gives him plenty of advice but he wants to be his own man and I, I like that I admire that um, but I think he's a good rider probably needs to strengthen up a little bit but that will just come with more rides um, I'd like to see Willie Haggis give him a few more rides but I think he may be protecting him a little bit for next year perhaps um, wanting to be maybe champion apprentice next year I don't know uh, was he going to be champion apprentice this year isn't he might be yeah I mean I might, think it could be it looks like he probably, it probably will be with the, the profile and the way he's moving forward. I suppose if William wants to make him champion apprentice he could, he could do couldn't he well, as I say he could easily do but that. he'll have a plan for him won't he I mean yeah. there are, there wouldn't be a plethora of stars coming through at the moment so he's probably got the, the dance floor to himself with a couple of others that'd be fair I don't so think Sean Davis is pretty he's very good yeah. he's very good yeah he's he's well, at no, a different what, level I think to, to, to Kieran as well he's a bit he's had a lot more experience what I'm just going to throw out there is a guy that I've used just a few times recently and I think he's very good and I think he's going to go all the way to the top is a guy called Angus Villiers oh yeah um, he's now already Boney's already taken him on has he so he's now his agent okay. and that means a lot yeah, yeah. Um, Should just say that Tony Hind, Tony Hind, uh, the super agent, really, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, so Ryan. Moore what yard is he? What yard is he? Easy. So he was he's with Richard Hughes, but he worked for me through his summer holidays, oh, really? and he was just the most pleasant chap. And you could just see. I mean, he used to get run off with a lot. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff you can hold, but he always looked good, and he always yeah. looked tidy, and he never worried. And he just had a good set of hands. Some horses used to mess off with him for two furlongs. Then he'd be sort of giggling away to himself and singing a song. And boom, they'd come back and he'd look tidy as you like coming past me. But I think he's going to go. It's a name to throw out there for the future. Very good. One final subject and something that both of you touched on earlier. You've both are in the process of potentially selling a horse. You've sold three two-year-olds this year. How important is that to a training business to... Because with prize money where it's at, how important is it for trainers to have that through their hands where they're making potentially profit on horses that are through the yard? Well, I think um, for, for us personally, you know, there's, when you buy a horse for X amount and you sell it privately for good money, then there's obviously a commission which gets paid, which is, which is helpful. Um, it won't, sort of, won't make us rich, but it, it keeps... Keeps everything going. Keep, keeps, keeps everything, everything going. going. Keeps yeah. the, you know, we need to sell. You can't hold on to things. And, you know, like I said, you know, selling a regret rather than keeping a regret. You could keep a two-year-old, for instance. I'm talking two-year-olds here, you know, up until they, they might have a blank year as a three-year-old. Yeah. And that's quite yeah. disappointing when you've got sure. a horse rated 103 that's been listed or group placed that then doesn't win anything through its three-year-old career because it's a tough year for sprinters, isn't it? Yeah, very hard. you know that. Um, and then they sometimes often come back as four-year-olds. So I think, I think it's important to, to sell and know that you're trading rather than keeping horses just on the go the whole time. Last part of George and Charlie off the bridle with our special guest, Robert Cowell. Um, guys, what have we all got coming up in the next few days to run? I know you mentioned Ascot earlier, so I'm going to ask George first. Much to run? 
bits and bobs we we're just at that time we're a little bit quiet but we'll get rolling towards the end of next week and my sort of end of season highlight will be to see how Mole Davis has progressed she worked really well this uh, yesterday morning it's the first time since uh, the old James Garfield days that I've seen one and just gone oh, thank god I think I've got a really nice we're one. taking each other on aren't we are you, are you going to Yarmouth? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With what? But I want cutting it out. I don't want it so rattling do I. quick. So do I. Made for life. Ma- okay. What's what are you rated? 96, 97. Okay, well, we're both rated the same then. Yeah. Like, but I'll enter at air as well. Just in case I think you should just run fast. together. Come on, lads. Yeah. Well, get, in, let's get it going. In, in, the, right. in the open list. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Think you're running King Oscar in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd take both, I'd take both of you. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Anyway, so I've got her to look went. forward to. We're just going back to that. And I'm really hopeful that she could be a nice filly. And then Bits and Bobs and Charlie's obviously really rolling now. Hopefully he's going to run a two-year-old that's going to be competitive. Have you run a two-year-old this year yet? I have. Uh, <laughs> I have a winner, though. I haven't had a winner. They'll, they'll, they'll come, they'll come when they're four years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, hang on a second. I won the first two-year-old race of the year last year. You did. Stuff Archie Watson, stuff you, you stuff George yeah, you Scott. Did. I you was did. the first one out. Yeah. So well we've just had a quiet... Well, well, well done you. Yeah. I wonder how many two-year-old races have been run since that race. Uh, a lot. <laughs> anyway, what's your highlight coming up, Charlie? And then we're going to move to Robert. for He's going to take over the charity bet. Next two days are huge. 11 runners in two days. All at either Ascot or Kempton. And then... A few two-year-olds coming out, Ooh. just starting to come out. That was Cal hooting with laughter there in the corner. No, well, the problem is it's today and tomorrow. We've got two chances in the London Mile, which is a 70 grand handicap at Kempton. Um, Anassis runs tomorrow. I think you're in a bad, poor, poor, bad race. You, she's in too deep there. Plum the draw. Rating. Plum draw. Great draw, but she's running again. Have against, you seen uh, her form? Yeah, but. but Dark Lady won the Group 3 yesterday. Stay in your lane. In the, in the Windsor race, two in front of her both won at Goodwood the other day. Her but form we'll is see. good. I just think you could be I've, thrown in off I've, 72. Yeah, I know. So why not run Handicapper, in a, let the handicapper know. There, why is a runner one? in a Thrown blooming, in, he says. In a 75 0 There isn't one. There isn't one. It looks deep, that race. If she wins that but I hope she wins I really do I slow hope down. she wins slow down boys right by a friend of mine. Um, I really Rob, shut up Robert right Robert <laughs> Robert charity our Fitsters charity bet right I'm uh, going to put up a horse um, and I'll do it for racing welfare very good and it's going to run tomorrow Saturday and he's called Zamjar Zamjar 505 Ascot is that yours yeah yeah 505 at Ascot. Oh, I'm in that race. Each way selection. Yeah. <laughs> each, each way selection. What are you running? Super. <laughs> you've, got, you've got one there, have you? Oh, yeah. great. In opposition. Yeah. Fantastic. Have you got Georgie Boy? What, what is it? Concierge. Concierge. Actually, I was going to bore everyone about, you were talking about two-year-olds not having a bad three-year-old. Is that the last, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. Concierge are cracking horse for me, a two-year-old. Won four times. No, no, I can't no. get his head in front this year. Yeah. You know, and he's well. really struggling this year. Yeah. But yeah, so. he'll come back. Ne- if you don't sell him, he's going to come back next sure. year and he'll do fine. I'm going to tell my owners that and say, Robert Cal, Sprint here, he might be with you in two weeks. <laughs> before, before Charlie rushes to the car, um, open weekend coming up. Charlie, open your weekend chairman. coming up, which is great. We've now got a list of trainers finalised. Uh, the big headline act is going to be Sir Mark Prescott. 
who wow. uh, is opening, which is amazing. I had a bet with him uh, last year and I managed to win the bet, which is great. So he's opening. You've got George Scott opening. He's really looking forward to having as many people as possible come over. Teas, to cakes, on the Hamilton champagne. He, yeah. He's giving champagne everything away. Uh, <laughs> come on. You've also got David Simcock, Ed Dunlop, James Fanshawe, Marco Botti, Hugo Palmer, Roger Varian. Great. Uh, see Roger's yard. Apparently yeah. he's done an amazing job with it. And who's cantering on Warren Hill that Sunday morning? And all being well. And we're the queen. praying the queen. for the weather. Con- the weather concierge has not been fair to us. <laughs> concierge is cantering. It's already been taking the piss out of me. It's like, they'll all want to come and yeah. see Mole Davis, the whole lot of them. Yeah. Mole Davis is cantering up Warren Hill. No, <laughs> Enable. Enable Stradivarius. John Gosden has, um, has promised to canter his stable stars as long as the weather is okay. So Brilliant. fingers crossed for a good, for a good um, weather. I'm working on William Haggis to canter a load of his up there as well, uh, which hopefully will happen. So... Um, what really about King good. Otica? Come along. I, I might get King Otica. Get him wheel, up wheel there. Get out. King Otica up there. I might wheel him out as well. Get a load of yeah. Let's sign off. Thank you to Robert Cal for coming to Thanks, join Robert. us at the round table Robert. here in the King's Head, Dullingham. Thanks as always to our producer, Carl. And thank you for listening until episode 14 of George and Charlie Off the Bridal. Goodbye. Goodbye.